to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week, we cover a new topic and we pop open a new bottle of wine. Yes, we do. And this week, we're talking hair care. Hair care. Which we've a never- fun one. We've never really done like- Girly things. Yeah. Like, we've never really done one like this. Yeah. So we're going to be talking how to figure out your hairstyle, how often you should wash your hair, what to look for in products and ingredients. And we're very blessed because we have two very different hair types mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. So- you know, for my more curly girls, I'm here and like more wavy, straight hair, nats here yep. for, for everybody. Uh, we, we've got a, all of us covered. Yes, full full spectrum over here. But first, we have some housekeeping, Natalie. Yes, well, if you guys have been listening for a while, you know we've got a new segment called Random Advice. So if you need advice on something, go ahead and DM us at Am I Doing This Right Pod on Instagram. Yes. You can also email it, and they are all anonymous. Yes, and our email is Am I Doing This Right Pod at gmail.com. And yes. If you're going through something right now and you just need like a little bestie to give you advice on your situation, we are here for you. We will be those besties. Yes. That's our whole, the whole point of this podcast. So write in to our random advice if you guys need some advice. But Nat, let's get into this. The drink. The drink of the day. The drink of the day. What are we drinking? All right. We're drinking a Tally Pinot Noir from Arroyo Grande. Where's that? Um, like San Luis Obispo. Oh. My mom went to Arroyo Grande High School. Oh, wow. Oh. Wait, I thought your mom was from South Carolina. North Carolina. Or North Carolina. Yes. She is, but. She also went to high school. She in, was raised in, in yeah, North Carolina. It's a whole thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to pour it. The sound is always oh, so good. So nice. It really is an ASMR situation. Okay. I, I just took a step. I'm just waiting. I want to see what your reaction is. We're not going to say anything. We're not going to say anything. We're we'll, not going to say anything till the end. We'll review it at the end of the episode. Now, I have- just have a very, I have something that's been absolutely blowing my mind. And that is the other day, I was talking to Corinne about how I had to go to the store because I was out of mangoes. And she goes, I've never eaten a no, mango. No, no, okay. no. First of all, and we're like, I really don't want to go to the store, Ugh, but like, I have to go get mangoes. And I was like, that doesn't seem like a necessity. Like, what are you talking about? And you're like, oh, I have like a mango every day. And I was like, I've okay, here's the thing. He's never I've, eaten a straight mango. I've had mango. I've had mango in things. I've had mango with ice cream. Like I've had it with like, you know, I've had mango. I've never bought a mango at the store to take it home and eat it out of its shell. What is it even in? It's in like, a, it's in a, a skin. Membrane. It's in a skin, but it, and then it has a big, huge pit in the middle of it. I have never cut one open and eaten it. I didn't know people did that. I almost brought you one. But to be honest, I was like, I don't want to lose my mango stash. You're really crazy <laughs> about mangoes. Well, the other thing is I am so good at picking. I think it's in my Instagram bio. I am so good at choosing mangoes. 
it's my secret talent. Well, you'll have to wine and dine me one day I'm and provide a mango. Next time I go to the store, I'm going to get you a mango. And if everybody I would wants never, to know. In, if we didn't have this conversation, I would go my whole life. I would never get a mango at the grocery store unless I was making something with mango in it. I cannot believe Like I get bananas, I get apples. Sometimes I get like little cuties, but I never think to get a mango. Oh, I get pineapple. I'll cut pineapple for myself. I've been really into watermelon recently too. I don't get watermelon. I eat like a watermelon a day. I don't think we're, I've never, I think we're food aligned except for Mexican food. Well, anti. Anti. And Indian. I guess, yeah, ethnic foods we, we align. But yeah. Our, our day-to-day fare, we do Yes, not. our day-to-day eating life, no way. Yeah. Because I have eggs in the morning. You can't eat eggs. Yeah, I don't eat eggs. I do oatmeal most of the time. Oh, hell no. <laughs> you don't like oatmeal? Not like that. I like eggs. I just can't eat them. Your girl's kind of allergic. <laughs> Okay, so let's get into the hair care episode. Let let me know if you guys, if you guys eat mangoes regularly, casually, as Natalie does. I fucking love mangoes. I don't don't think it's a casual fruit. That's my... I think that I just eat so much fruit. Yeah. I just love it so much. Okay. All right, let's get... Almost as much as I love hair care. (laughs) So why did we choose this, Corinne? Yeah, well, we both recently got into hair care. I mean, obviously, like, with 2020, like, you had to start focusing on things. You had to to get a hobby. Yeah, we, we... learned a lot of information about our hair over the last few months and we wanted to share it with our listeners and like we've said before I did my whole natural hair journey in 2020 where I didn't straighten my hair for now it's been a year and a half (gasps) I curled my hair we're using some heat to like accentuate my curls but I have not like flat ironed my hair which is the only style I ever wore it in for 20 six years mm-hmm. so through that i've learned a lot and that you have just discovered like yes. hair care youtube yes and so you're really excited about it i'm super and into you have it. empathy for me now i have full empathy <laughs> because it's crazy how much nobody's taught us anything about our hair you guys mm-hmm. it's crazy for example hair types yes there so are we're, hair types we're gonna get into it so hair density So a lot of the times we hear like, oh, I have thick hair, I have thin hair, right? Mm -hmm. And that's like people are describing how much hair they have. That's actually your hair density. So Mm -hmm. like if you think you have thick hair, it's probably, do you have a lot of hair, right? When you're talking about actual thick hair, it's each strand. So like if you were to pick out a hair and it's like the size of a string, Mm -hmm. like a sewing thread, you have thick hair. I have thick, thick hair. If you pull it out and you can barely see it, you got thin hair. And it's genetic. I think so, yeah. Yeah, you can't, I don't think there's much to do. I feel like I was born with a lot of hair. And yeah. I, I still, both have my parents hair. have a lot of hair. So, yeah. And so from that hair density, there's also the texture of your hair. And if you've never heard this, it's something that Natalie and I learned. And actually, there's some controversy over using this method of identifying oh, your hair, especially in the natural hair community. Okay. But we will do it for the sake of this episode because I do think it's really helpful. It's a good starting point. So yeah, the texture of your hair can fall along a continuum composed of both a number, one through four, and a letter, A through C. Now the number refers to whether or not there is a curl pattern present in the hair, while the letter represents the diameter of the said curl. So like for example, so like a type one is straight. Yes. Then two 
They are wavy and they tend to get the most frizzy. Hello, that's me. <laughs> I'm very frizzy right now. Threes are curly and then fours have kinky hair. So most women of color fall in the three and four categories. Yes. So to determine your hair's texture, this is something that you can do right now. So take a freshly plucked strand of hair and put it onto a white sheet of paper and look closely at its circumference and the direction that the hair bends. And then you can look up a graph online just type in mm-hmm. hair type chart and you can look at your hair strand and look at it online and see like where yours matches yeah because like the one to four is like it's kind of in progression of like how like for for me for example it's like if you're a 2a you kind of have a loose wave mm-hmm. 2b is like a, a tighter wave a three you know so it goes in like succession like that yes And you can also have a combination of a few. So I have 2C in the back of my head and like the front of my head is 2B. Okay. So you can you can have some combinations going. Yeah, I I probably run in the range of like 3C to 4A, which is like curly corkscrew hair Mm -hmm. and then like kinky, like kind of coiled hair. Mm -hmm. It depends on the day, depends on the products. Yeah. So you don't want to box yourself too in. But it is good to kind of know where you fall, especially when looking up, you know, the products that are right for your hair. Uh-huh. Um, it can be really helpful. So what about, there's something called hair porosity, right? Yes. That's something else we both learned during this time. And knowing the porosity of your hair is arguably one of the most important things you can determine when going through your hair journey. And hair porosity, if you don't know what that means, it's really just a fancy way of saying how well your hair holds on to moisture. And now something to remember is that maintaining the moisture in your hair is actually key to hair growth. Yes, so if you're trying to grow out your hair, remember moisture, moisture, number one. So those with lower porosity, they have a hard time keeping their hair moisturized because the cuticles of the hair don't open enough to allow for oils and water to really get into it. Low porosity hair also takes forever to dry because water just sits on your hair. Ren and I both have low porosity. Yes, I have low porosity. It literally just sits on the top. Not to mention the fact we can get product buildup really easily. And then with high porosity hair, it's sometimes interchanged with hair that is damaged because the hair has holes in the cuticle, which prevents it from maintaining the moisture that it takes in. And then, of course, there's normal porosity hair, which... They just maintain moisture and it's easy to manage. Oh, wow. What a dream. Couldn't be us. And I think it's important (laughs) to know your hair porosity because for me, knowing that I have low porosity hair and that my hair does not take in water easily, one thing I do when I'm doing a hair treatment or a hair mask is I use heat to help open my cuticles up. So I, do you, have you ever seen me wear the little heating cap? Yes. But then also for your birthday, I got you like a bunch of stuff from Pattern from Tracy and there was like heated hair masks. Yeah. So anything for low porosity hair, if you figure out that that's the type of hair type that you have, I recommend incorporating a little bit of heat to open up your cuticles so that your hair can actually absorb the moisture, uh, whatever the product is a little bit better. Yes. So I always do hair masks with heat. So either I'll put on a dry cap and mm-hmm. I'll let it like kind of warm up mm-hmm. my hair or I'll put on like a I have this heat cap that you can microwave and it's kind of like one of those like ones you put on your shoulder uh-huh. and it just puts it on my head and it just helps my hair heat up 
I need to get that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There you go. Wow. So that's, that's, I'm learning as but we go here. But that's why it's important because if you didn't know that, then, you know, I want to make sure. Right. You know why it's important. That's what I'm saying. None that. of us know any of this shit. Low porosity. <laughs> what? So now how would you determine your hair porosity if you're a listener right now and you don't know what yours is, if it's high or low? So you have a couple options. And the easiest way is the infamous strand in the water test. If you take a strand of your hair that has shed and you place it into a glass of room temperature clean water, if the hair floats, it has low porosity. And if it sinks slowly, the porosity is normal. And if your hair sinks as soon as you put it in, you have high porosity. Okay. Okay. Another thing that I actually found when researching this episode that I thought was super cool was that if you need help figuring out all of these things, your hair type, your porosity, the density, all of that, and you don't want to do these like weird at home tests, (laughs) there's a really cool product that we are not sponsored by. It's by Hair Code called Untangled, which is a detailed scientific test of your hair that will help tell you your hair type, your cuticle, your scalp its health, its manageability, and it gives you specific product recommendations for your hair type. And I will link it in the show notes. I thought it was super cool. And I'm like, should I do this? I know. Well, so she did it and then I was doing it. And you don't have to like put your email in. It doesn't like send you stuff, you know, like you can just take the quiz to see. Like, Oh, no, 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 no. This isn't just the quiz. You send in a strand of your hair, not. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No. But isn't the quiz attached to this? No, I'm going to link to the kit. It's a... Oh, that was at the... Okay, now I remember. Yeah, (laughs) I want to try that. On their website as well, there is like a quiz that you can just take. Yeah. But this is an actual product where you send in a strand of your hair and... It will give you the specific product. Yes, and they actually like run an analysis on your hair. Okay, because one thing that I've learned in the figuring out your hair journey, like if you look in your medicine cabinet, most people listening to this, and you have your hair products, it's like... Why, why, which, why do you have them? Mm -hmm. Because I looked at mine. I'm like, I actually don't know. I don't know why I have these. (laughs) So let's go into some hair care routines. Yes. Like how often should I wash my hair? Yes. So we looked this up from a professional Mm -hmm. who is dermatologist, Dr. Iris Rubin, who says that in general, finer, straighter hair types need to be washed more often than coarser, curlier hair. But instead of relying on a calendar schedule, look for the signs that it's time for a good scrub down. Washing too frequently can lead to stripped straw-like hair, dried out scalp, inflammation, and irritation. So let your scalp and hair strands tell you what they need each day. Dr. Rubin says, whenever you experience any itching, flaking, product buildup, greasy strands, or unpleasant smells, Jesus, I hope you are washing your hair before oh it starts God. to smell weird. Um, <laughs> it's not a bad time weird. to consider cleansing then. But oh my God. yeah, it, it's really like a, a per person thing. Like I have thick, curly, kinky hair. I do not need to wash my hair very often. It will dry out. I wash my hair once a week. If that depends mm-hmm. on how much I'm working out, but there's other things to consider, like your hair type, your activity levels, how much styling product I was you have say in your a hair, product. your hair's natural oil, which isn't necessarily a bad thing for curly, kinky, coily types mm-hmm. to have that natural oil, and also dandruff. All those things to consider when deciding how often you should wash. Your yes, hair. just pay attention to what's going on. You know, with, Jesus, with I, I really hope before it smells. Before it smells? <laughs> what? People. For my fellow wavy haired, I have very thick, coarse, wavy hair. And I too only wash my hair like once a week. Mm-hmm. 
because more than that, it just like it gets frizzier actually, and it's 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 not good. But for those types of problems, there are hair treatments. And it's always protein versus moisture. So it's all about finding the perfect balance between protein and moisture, which I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Okay. So hair that lacks protein or moisture has lost its elasticity, which means it's more prone to breakage. However, some forms of damaged hair will only benefit from protein-based products, whereas other kinds of hair damage actually require moisture, you know? Yeah. So how would we know which one we need, Corinne? Yeah, so if your hair stretches quite far, but it feels a tad mushy and then it snaps, that's indicative of hair that is being over-moisturized. Okay. And you may need more protein to reinforce your hair cuticle. But if it feels dry and brittle and it snaps almost immediately, it's that's indicative of a protein overload. And your hair probably needs more. Yeah. So how do we do these, right? They're, they're treatments. So protein treatments, it's a conditioning treatment that adds protein to the cuticle layer of your hair strands. And you do this about once a month and you follow it up with a moisturizing mask to keep it balanced. And then in terms of moisturizing treatments, they do exactly as they say. They add moisture back into your hair. These are like masks, leave-ins. I have actually protein treatment and a moisturizing mask. Both are from Shea Moisture mm -hmm. and they work really well on my hair. So I would recommend those ones for sure. Yeah. And now again, not all hair types require this much maintenance. Mm -hmm. You know, you're talking to two people have very thick hair. So I don't know like if someone who has thinner, finer hair would need all of this like moisturizing treatments. Like or it straight. Could, it like could be straight. like very heavy and mm -hmm. like weighing down. So Again, it's a choose your own adventure thing. It's a trial and error thing. Sometimes when you're getting started on a hair journey, you get a little bit of product overload oh because you're trying out a bunch of different stuff. Me right now. Um, but that that's what happened to me. Um, and I learned a lot about products. And one thing I realized is that you have to swap your products regularly. And unfortunately, over time, your hair does get used to certain products and they aren't as effective over the long run. So I'm kind of constantly in a cycle of different products and also just being aware that different times of the year, you're going to need different stuff. You know, in the winter, you're going to need more hydrating products. Mm -hmm. And then maybe in the summer, you want more lightweight formulas to keep your hair, you know, bouncy in the face of like humidity and things like that. Ugh, so the bane of my existence. Products, unfortunately, like it's very rare that you can really stick with one thing forever. You kind of have yeah. to be open to trying different things. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I have been learning that has been absolutely blowing my mind is that shamp shampoos are not created equal, you guys. No, you got to be picky with your shampoo. You have to have different types of shampoos. So you've got your regular shampoo, which you use that a few times a week. And this is for people who don't really have any hair concerns, which blessed. You're <laughs> so blessed. Then there's something called a clarifying shampoo. And if you use a lot of styling products, like regularly, it's most likely time that you got to get yourself a clarifying shampoo. It deep cleans, it clears out the buildup in the hair and the scalp from extended use of things like silicone, styling products, and conditioners. But the catch is clarifying shampoos can be very harsh. So be sure to follow it up with a conditioner and use it only like once a week. Yes. Which I made the mistake of. I just had a clarifying shampoo. I didn't even know. You used it all the time? I used it all the time. <gasps> but I think luckily because I only wash my hair once a week. Yeah, 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 yeah. However, I think my hair still wasn't cool with it. Oh, really? So, yeah. 
Wow. Uh, there's also beyond just a regular shampoo that you use a few times a week, you could also have a daily shampoo. Mm -hmm. And that's for like more greasy haired people who tend to need a shampoo like every single day. Mm -hmm. And that everyday shampoo has actually a mild cleanser containing far fewer surfactants when compared surf to a surf, what is it? Surfactants. Surfactants when compared to like a regular shampoo. So it's a little bit gentler because you're using it all the time. Yes. And then something else that I discovered in my natural hair journey that is great for girls who have curly thick hair is a co-wash. And if you've never heard of that, don't worry because I hadn't either. So traditional shampoo is about 95% focused on cleansing and maybe 5% focused on leaving moisture behind. But a co-wash flips that ratio so it's more 50-50 depending on the type of product. But the focus is much more on conditioning the hair while removing some of the excess buildup. So if you have curly or even color processed hair, which are usually on the drier side, co-washing is definitely worth a try. And co-washes have just a small amount of cleansing agents, significantly less than the traditional shampoo, but enough to still get your hair clean and cleanse, but also just preserve those natural oils. Mm -hmm. And I actually have a favorite brand, not sponsored, but if you're 3C low porosity, maybe someone like me, I love the As I Am Coconut Co-wash. It is my absolute favorite it smells amazing and also i have that one you do yes okay so if you're a 2c gal as well go ahead i think it's just a universally good one however again if you're like a type one straight might probably, be too, probably it's probably it. too heavy and i have a lot of friends actually that are like i have to wash my hair every day yeah you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. so it's just like different different uh, hair types need different things yes and then the last thing last type of poo that we're gonna get into <laughs> is a pre-poo uh, something also i had never heard of but now i cannot imagine not doing and washing my hair so for curly girls who want to protect their hair from the stripping natures of shampoo you can soften and condition your hair before you poo, poo <laughs> before you shampoo with a pre-poo i love the african pride aloe and coconut pre-poo it is again smells amazing and i actually detangle my hair before i wash it because my hair is so curly it can get really knotted up in the water so what's like the texture of a pre-poo? Because like the- It's very like silky. So I put it okay. on my hair and it just like makes it super soft. Is it like a cream? Mm, it's almost like a, I can't explain. It's not cream. It's not like a heavy a serum? cream. It's, it's a mix between a cream and a serum, I would say. Like, okay. it's almost like silky. Like I can go like this with my hands and I just like run it through. Okay. And then it just loosens and conditions my hair. And so then I- kind of detangle it before I get into wash day and actually separate my hair into uh, six quadrants or uh -huh. six, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> whatever, it whatever is. that is. So yeah, it really helps me. I, I can't wash my hair without it. Here's my next question yeah. because it's honestly just one that I have. What brush do you use to detangle? A uh, detangling brush. Is there like a brand you like? Oh, it's on Amazon. I will link it in the show notes, but it's pink and it has like teeth that go this way and teeth that go this way so both in like a hatch mark yeah like a hatch mark so it's when I'm combing it through it's like combing my hair almost in both directions like this oh, okay. so that because my hair is so thick I have to like there there's yeah and you detangle before you shampoo yes I pre-poo okay. I detangle I section then I wash each section twice 
Uh-huh. And then I redo it. Then I put my conditioning on and then I sit under my cap that's heated. And then I wash my it's a whole thing. It's a whole it's fine. a two, three hour process. Yeah, it's it's a big deal. But one thing that you should kind of look out for when you're looking at any hair products yes. are the ingredients. So one of the most common callouts found on shampoo bottles is quote unquote sulfate free. So this means that the formula doesn't contain the most common lathering and cleansing agent found in shampoo. Sulfates are pretty harsh detergents actually, so they can dry your scalp out and your hair, which many people find to be off-putting. They cleanse the protective oils on the skin and the protective oils on the hair. So if you don't properly balance that in a formula, then it will leave your hair feeling stripped. So yeah. back to that whole protein moisture balance, like it's all about the balance. Yes. Another ingredient that is a little controversial is silicones. So some experts say that products with silicones weigh your hair down and prevent moisture from penetrating the hair shaft, while others say it's nourishing and moisturizing. So I would say just try them. Yeah. I have one product that I like that has silicones in it and it works really well in my hair. Another thing that we want to talk about beyond hair is also scalp care because that is so, so important. <gasps> and it's our personal vendetta yeah. or whatever. <laughs> um, Natalie and I both, I'm just going to out us right now. We both suffer from scalp psoriasis. We both also have sport dermatitis. We have autoimmune conditions and the scalp loves to flare up. It loves up. to flare. That's the first thing you, it's like, oh, my scalp's flaring. Shit's yeah. about to go south. <laughs> and we both have used like a lot of home remedies that like we could share with you. But honestly, if you are having scalp problems, me and Natalie learned the hard way. Like you just have to go to a dermatologist. Yeah. You can't, like, I rub my scalp with aloe, like, fresh aloe, and, like, oh, yeah, we've done it all. There's things you can try, and I'm sure they do work for some time, but, like, at the end of the day, you're going to need a prescription. We <laughs> are experts in this particular field. So let me tell you, also, let me tell you, there were so many times I would go to a dermatologist and say, my scalp is fucked, and they would say, here's a zinc shampoo. Use it. no. No, girly pops, it does not work. You need a prescription strength something. So if you are struggling with psoriatic dermatitis or scalp psoriasis, you got to get that good shit. Yeah, you got to get that good good. Yeah, you got to fight for it because they don't want to give it to you for some reason. <laughs> and now, okay, so now if you're taking care of your hair and you're washing it and you're taking care of your scalp, not, now we want to style our hair. Yes. Where do we go? Yes. So now that you know your hair type a little better, we suggest going down a YouTube rabbit hole. Oh gosh. We both did this and I'm it really helped me. So you can find a styling routine that works for you, your hair and your budget. And let me tell you, the Curly Girl community on YouTube is the most wholesome place on the entire internet, in my opinion. Everybody wants to help each other figure their hair out so it looks its best. And at first... I think no matter what type of hair you have, whether it be straight to the curliest, no matter what, when you really start looking into like what products you need, it can be overwhelming. So I think YouTube really helps to like... Mm, I'm going to say no. I'm going to oh, say YouTube really? doesn't help because when I was first going through my natural hair... Okay, no, it helps in terms of knowing what to do. Oh my God. Yeah. In terms of product overload, you can fall into a trap. Oh, yes. YouTube, because when I first started doing my natural hair journey, I bought 
I was buying products every day. I'd watch a new video. I'd buy that product. I watch a new video. I'd watch that. And so like I got to the point where I was like, I can only buy a new type of this product once I finish this bottle. Okay. Because I was like, oh, I'm going to buy that one and buy that one. And then I'm going to try this. And I was like, no, no, no. So you were buying the same type of thing. I would buy like this leave-in conditioner and this leave-in conditioner. And then maybe this one after. And I was like, I was like, no, no, Corinne, I have to finish the bottle to try a new one if I want to try a new one. But I guess in a way you do get to find the ones that work best for your no, hair. No, you totally get to work. In that, in that scenario. 100%. It, YouTube was like my saving grace for my natural hair journey. I'm just putting a disclaimer. Yeah. You might lose some coin. You could get really into it. And <laughs> you then hit that Amazon sudden, Prime and all of a sudden you've got shit coming every single day. I almost bought a like $600 reverse hair blow dryer that like what it can't, oh, the dyson no no it's not a dyson it's I called a rev a rev air a rev air have you ever oh, heard of it no it's like a no damage blow dryer oh. and it looks like a vacuum cleaner it oh. plugs into the ground what and it's insane and i was like i have to get this and then i really thought about it. i'm like corinne no <laughs> you don't need this you did have that one that plugs in and then you like put it on your head no that's a giant cap no this was a hair dryer that i have to show you this thing is I've gotta see it 50 pounds i've got to see it <laughs> oh my god something that i learned from youtube though that absolutely blew my fucking mind i had no idea i've been going 27 years without knowing this about my own hair is that you can refresh your hair you can refresh your style so basically, if you like spray your hair with water, it will reactivate your styler. So that's like your gels, your creams, your mousses, whatever you put in your routine that you'll determine for your hair. And so basically, you can get it to look like it did on the first day you did it. Yep. Just by re-wetting it. I, Joe's, probably the soundtrack to our relationship is that continuous. Because all I do is sit in every morning, I sit in the bathroom, just like Yes. Have a great day at work. <laughs> and for us, for me and Corinne, it's like because we have low porosity and just sits on the top. Oh yeah, then you have to, have pat, to it. pat it in. <laughs> oh my gosh! But as the days go on, you know, like so, like for example, my hair right now is second, no, third day. But like, if I were to do this again tomorrow, you might have to add in a product again. You might need to like put some more leave-in conditioner or a mousse or an oil or whatever your hair needs, you can, it's probably going to start needing it after that. Yeah. Yeah. Another styling tip that if you're a person of color and you're wearing wigs, weaves, braids, or any protective styles, I have my hair in box braids right now. Make sure that you're giving yourself at least two weeks between your styles. And during that time, let your hair breathe. I always do a, like we just talked about, like a protein mask. A mm-hmm. uh, moisture mask. I just really like give my hair some love. Even though it's in a protective style, it's still like not getting as much moisture as it would if it was out. Mm-hmm. So if you have, you know, type three, type four hair, make sure you're doing a moisture treatment. And you already know if you're natural hair girl, we have to do one every single week, every single week. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing, restyling. If you want to protect your style, preserve your style while you sleep, you should consider wearing a silk bonnet or using a silk scarf to wrap your hair. Also, Joe, I know this man truly loves me because I go to bed looking wiggy. <laughs> 
whack. Wiggity whack. I've been thinking about that. So I have been putting it mine in a silk because I deal with mad frizz. So I've been putting it up in like this thing called a pineapple, mm-hmm. which is like this thing on the top of your head. And then I wrap it and I'm like, there's no way to make this cute. Oh, no. There's no way to make it no, cute. No, no. When I tell you I don't even look cute, I look bad. I look bad. <laughs> Actively bad. I have a bonnet on and this man will be like, I love you so much. Good night. And I'll wake up in the morning. He's like, good morning, beautiful. I, l- I have my retainer in. I have a <laughs> bonnet on my head. My glasses i can't see anything i'm like this man truly loves me also natalie got me the slips pillowcase as a gift oh yeah which was amazing i have it on my bed so sometimes i don't have to wear the yeah but i still do i know you know i should get myself one of those because those ones are pricier but i think they are worth it because no it feels way different i had another one that's just from amazon yeah and it's way different i have some that are like silk or satin and, and they're not they're not awesome. I should get my, I should invest in a slip one. Yes. That I'll is, link, I think that is one where the name brand is worth it. Yes. I'll link it in the show notes if you want to pick up a slip pillowcase. And then lastly, Nat, should we reveal our favorite YouTubers? Yes. You go first. Um, So I would say for 3C hair, I absolutely love Amina Marie. She talks about her transitioning journey, how she went from straightening her hair all the time to wearing it full-time curly all the styles she did in between that, all the products she used in between that. And her hair was pretty similar to mine. And so I was just like immediately fell in love with her. I tagged her in my transition Instagram oh, post. Yeah. So it's Amina Marie and I'll link it in the show notes if you want to check out her YouTube videos. And mine is, her name is literally just Melinda. I think she actually got the YouTube name Melinda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's a 2B, 2C wave girl. Really like her. She has the basically the exact same texture as me. So that's why I kind of gravitated towards her. But I guarantee you, if you just start looking at your, if you start with whatever your hair type is and put it into YouTube, you'll find somebody that you're like, oh, they have my same hair, like I'm going to listen to them. So Melinda's my girl, but for overall education, Mains by Mel. Mm, I've never heard of her. Oh my God. She is like, she comes in, she's very educational. I love education. You've, <laughs> she really, Corinne really does. But yeah, you've got to check out Mains by Mel. Mains by Mel. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll link all of them in the show notes if you guys want to watch their videos. And that's really it for our hair care mm-hmm. uh, info. We hope that you guys learn more about your hair, your hair type, your hair's porosity, and how to properly take care of it or just have like a new inspiration to like learn a little bit more about your hair. Yeah, because also I'm going to say for, for myself, the reason that I even started looking more into it was like my hair is so frizzy. And yes, the two C's are the most frizzy, which is just sucks for me. But I was like, there's got to be some way around this right and it's like my hair is so much more defined just by using the right products in the right order (laughs) yeah because like i said i would look in my i'm like oh i've got this oil this mousse this and i would just throw them all on my head like i guess this is how it goes you just throw them on willy-nilly nobody ever teaches you this there's definitely more to it for sure Mm -hmm. so now okay should we get into the wine we've been drinking this episode the tally pinot noir oh yes and our hottie of the week, Gabrielle Union. Yes, I love her so much. And 
We chose her because in 2020, she embraced her natural hair journey as well. And she actually recently cut her hair really, really short. But she just talked a lot about how she didn't really embrace her hair, her natural hair in her youth and how she now wants to like learn about her curls and all that yeah. stuff. She's kind of been the face, one of the faces of the natural hair movement. And we love that and for we her. we love that for her. We love so that for Gabrielle everybody. Gabrielle Union it is. One to Gabrielle Union. What are we rating this tally Pinot? This is a bomb Pinot. It's pretty in, good. In my opinion. It's pretty good. I'm really liking this. So a few before this said, I've noticed you guys only have... <laughs> Only give like sevens and eights. eights. But like really they are usually like pretty good. They're like pretty good. There's been a few that we were like, this is awful. Yeah. No, this is this is really good. I'm gonna give it a nine. I'm gonna give it a nine too. It's really good. The problem is that nothing can compete with that brand Borg Riesling. No. And I think we're just trying to find that. We're just trying to find it again. It was like falling in love, you know? It was like, wow, (laughs) will we ever find this again? No, but this is really good. (laughs) This is very good. I would love to drink this like at dinner, like on a patio somewhere, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. It's like just a really tasty, yummy wine. (laughs) I love love all those words. We're giving it a a nine. Nine out of Gabrielle Union for the Tally Pinot Noir. All right, this time the episode, we play a little wrap-up game. And this week, we're playing over, under, overrated, underrated. Underrated. Not... You give your, we do our overs and our overs are, we should do both together. Okay. So my overrated, and I think that some people agree with me and then other people are going to like flip their table over. Okay. Kanye West, Hmm. so overrated in my opinion. Post 2008, I'm like, I can't get with this. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know. I don't, I, I see where you're coming from. I don't know how I feel. I was listening to, okay, somebody. I'm really excited for Donda. If it ever comes out, this man just keeps saying it's coming out and then doesn't release it. Sam, my friend Sam sent me like a really sketchy like Dropbox folder (laughs) with all of Donda on it. And then I went to open it and like there was was nothing in there. Nothing in it. It was like, yeah, they took it all out. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, I just feel like, okay, so if you're listening to this and you want to know what I'm referring to. There's a song called Ego Death that just I got on my Spotify the other day, like on a playlist. And Kanye's verse, I'm like, not only is it bad, he's off key. Like, I don't think that this man's a genius. Mm. I really am not. Interesting. You know? Okay. okay. I really don't. I think it's hype. Okay. So, so what's your under? My overrated. Okay, my underrated. <laughs> Karen's gonna be mad because she says that this is my a personality trait of mine i think vegetables are so severely underrated they are they are underrated i don't understand why people don't like vegetables if you cook them good they're so good corinne doesn't like how much i love vegetables you're gonna laugh at my over under Then oh, no. because mine's the exact opposite of vegetables. You think overrated is vegetables? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. My over-under is fast food themed. Oh, okay. So I, and this is controversial, and people might freak out mm. on me. I think McDonald's is overrated. I think they're overrated. I'm going to tell you why, because I think underrated is Burger King. And me and Joe, one of our, <gasps> one of our things we spiritually connect on is our love for Burger King. I would choose Burger King over and over and over their chicken sandwich, their fries, their thick cut fries. Oh, 
any day. So here's any, I'm going to be very transparent here. So as Corinne was saying, Burger King is underrated. I was thinking, cause there's nothing that I love more than a McDonald's fry or a McFlurry. Like fuck me up. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I have ever eaten Burger King. So I can't say, I cannot that's, that's say, what I, that's the whole thing. This I can't be like, Oh no, it's not. Cause I haven't, I it's don't underrated. think I have. They have amazing like chicken sandwiches, like crispy chicken sandwiches. Their whoppers are pretty good. And they have great fries. I'm going to throw Sophie, in. what do you think? She likes McDonald's. I love McDonald's fries. I'm going to throw in one more overrated that I think is also very controversial. I think you You're might say agree in with and me. out. In and out fries. I don't think that those are the best. A lot of people feel that way. A lot of people that Joe feels that way. My mom feels that way. I don't. I think they're great. Oh, you like them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not over Burger King. No. Okay. Burger King are like some of my favorite fries. Also, Arby's fries, the curly fries. Oh, yeah. Those are good. Fuck me up. Fuck me up. Fuck me up. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our episode. And don't forget to rate and review our podcast. Yeah. If you love this episode, give us some love. It helps our podcast grow. Yes. And let us know if you – oh, we would love to know. How about you comment on our Instagram and tell us what your hair type is. Are you a Are you a 1? Are you a 2C? Are you a 3A? Like – let if us you know. figure it out, let us know. We'll create a little hair community. <gasps> yes. Oh my God, so exciting. <laughs> All right, we'll be back next week with another episode. Love you guys. Bye, love you.